welcome to the State of CRM podcast. We are picking up with part two of our discussion with Constantine, talking about uh, privacy regulations globally, so CCPA, CPPA, and uh, GDPR as well. Today, we're going to be thinking a little bit more about the future and kind of what the law might mean for future implications of business practices, as well as what it means for uh, for the transaction of data. So uh, excited to have Constantine back this week, and uh, let's get started. That's the rights to be forgotten for, for consumer. Uh, what does it mean? Um, how long the, the, the company can hold the data? Uh, what, they, what type of data they can keep, uh, store, and, and they can't? Uh, what's about uh, the, the, this right of, of asking for, to, to, be, uh, to be forgotten? Yeah, so um, in technically speaking, the right, right to, to be, be forgotten, forgotten that um, came about um, in, a, um, in, a, in a case before the European Court a few years ago. You had the person in Spain that was convicted or, uh, or sanctioned a number of years ago. Uh, they had the person was uh, fined by the administration um, he hadn't he hasn't hadn't paid taxes or something to that effect and the local newspaper found that that was an interesting thing to report and so you had that uh, citizen in Spain having that article in the local newspaper saying well Mr. X um, was convicted or was fined he didn't pay um, he didn't pay his fines and etc and Mr. X ultimately paid, paid the fine and years later, uh, he uh, Googled his name and he found a reference indexed that, uh, you know, that newspaper and that article on him. And he wrote to Google and said, you know, just you know, forget me. I mean, the literal sense of the world, forget me, right? You should, it's not right. This information is no longer relevant. It's not, it may be, it, it may have been accurate, but it's, it's no longer relevant. Why would people, why should people know uh, about, you know, what happened to me uh, or what I did a, a number of years ago? And that went on, you know, from the Spanish courts all the way up to the European court. And the European court basically said, um, there is a right of information um, and it's not here, we shouldn't be censoring uh, the, the newspapers. Um, so, so that article, it's, it is not in my jurisdiction and, and privacy laws shouldn't go against the rights of the people to be informed. And if a newspaper thought it was an important thing to report, there's no way that we'll go and say to this newspaper, just erase your article. That's point one. However, point two is when you have a search engine um, indexing that information and giving access to that information to anyone, anywhere, um, that really uh, you change the scale of the, how you access the information. Uh, you make an information accessible and that information about the person is no longer relevant. So the, the, the point there was um, for the search engine to index uh, a, a piece of information that indexation was processing the data, right? Yeah, you index an um, the name of Mr. X and the name of, and the title of the article under GDPR, personal information. This is processing personal information. Is this accurate? Well, yeah, it was. Is this relevant? No, 
it is no longer relevant. The guy has paid the fine and uh, he paid his duty to, you know, what he, he, he owed to society. Number of years elapsed, went by, you know, that, that's really now detrimental for his reputation to still have that article showing up when you look for him on Google. And so that was all that stood, that case law about the right to be forgotten. And uh, it was in 2014 before the European court and four years later, I mean, two years later, uh, GDPR was uh, enacted, came into effect in 2018 and enshrined that right to be forgotten. So in today's reality, um, you can, uh, a data subject in Europe Sorry, that's very European centric, and <laughs> but I'm, this is my area of, of expertise or comfort. Uh, if you're in Europe, you have a number of rights that you can uh, exercise as a data subject to the controller. You have the right to access uh, any, any data, data that are processed about, about you. you. So your access, you have the right to um, uh, rectify data which are inaccurate. You have the right to uh, uh, to ask for, uh, to object to a process, but your right of objection in most of the cases is not absolute. It can be overridden. There is a balancing of interests that is made. Um, you may object to, to a process um, and there's that balancing of interest except for certain cases. One of those is if you are profiled for promotional purposes, then your right of, to object is absolute and say, I don't want to be profiled to be for promotional purposes. I don't want to be profiled to get targeted advertisement. Just, you know, that's an absolute opt-out. Um, you have the right to ask to, to minimize the data uh, that are processed about you. And you have the right to be forgotten. You have the right to reach out to the social network and say, you know, that particular information about me is, um, uh, is no longer relevant. Uh, is no longer accurate in that respect, you should uh, erase it. Uh, so a right of erasure and a right to be forgotten. Um, but these are not absolute rights. I mean, there is a balance of interests. The, uh, the marketer or the controller may say, well, you know, I, I consider that um, the information is still accurate uh, and uh, it, uh, on the balance of interests are not overreaching or over intruding your rights and freedoms and, um, and basically, there is this balance of interest that is made. Yeah, so that's that's not a crystal line. I mean, a crystal clear line uh, separating uh, the, the the thing, and uh, that's why actually that's not a decision to take from the marketer on the marketer side only. And that's why we, we need uh, uh, you uh, helping helping uh, companies to uh, to understand that and and make the right choices uh, in terms of of. Yeah, decision on how to process that are how to apply and comply to the to the uh, apply the, the law and comply to the the yeah the, the California Act or, or GDPR laws to remove the data to to erase the data and, and be sure that there is no issue. Um, nice. I don't know, Matt. Yeah, yeah, you have more question. Uh, I'm checking mine with the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, uh, I think like uh, one thing we haven't really talked about yet is like obviously marketers um, and businesses in general, it's not just, uh, they're not just working with data that they own. They're working with data that, that potentially entities that they're contracting or partnering with 
own. And there's also sort of the transaction or transacting and sharing of data between entities and partners. Um, and sometimes there's obviously a contractual agreement involved in that from a business perspective. So I think it'd be interesting, especially because marketers do work with third-party data a lot or, or partners that, that share or use their data. So what, what, what should be some considerations that uh, marketers in particular should think about when they are potentially entering into a contract with another company that potentially is it involves a transaction or sharing of data. And um, what does that mean in terms of their responsibility to ensure that their partner is also compliant? That's right. I know that's a, that's a great, great question. question. And I think, think there is a, an obligation uh, for marketers to, um, uh, and for any controller of data, to ensure that the data they get and they process are lawful. So um, if they purchase data, from a data broker, they need to ensure that the source of the data is, um, has been lawfully obtained. I mean, the data have been lawfully obtained and they're lawfully sold on to the marketer. So there is this obligation to, uh, to ensure um, that this is the case. I'm talking about GDPR, but European law. But um, clearly, um, if that were not the case, the, the, uh, the, the seller of the data and the marketer, the purchaser of the data could be um, uh, jointly uh, uh, liable uh, under GDPR and we've seen the fines are, 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 are important. Um, so clearly uh, that, needs to be, that needs to be verified. Um, that doesn't mean that that cannot be the case. Uh, you may have, um, so data brokers may have, have data, uh, they may have secured the consent uh, of the data subjects uh, to pass on information for this or that purpose. So, so that's, that's one, one scenario. scenario. There are so many other scenarios. Uh, you have scenarios where uh, the controller would use so the marketer would use tools, would use uh, analytics, would use uh, predictive algorithms um, to, uh, to, 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 um, to understand, to basically to, to provide business intelligence into the database, uh, into the data set. And this is perfectly right uh, to do uh, under the, you know, the framework of the regulations. regulations. But um, th uh, that is, uh, also regulated the relationship between the marketer and the uh, the service provider, the, uh, the, the you know the, the the company that provides the algorithms, the, the analytics, the uh, predictive uh, capability. That there needs this is completely regulated under GDPR. There needs to be an agreement setting out the obligations, uh, being very clear that GDPR applies and the principles that apply to this processing and the safeguards that need to, to be to, to apply and the information to the data subjects. So all this is really a defined framework of rules and they need to be enshrined in a contract. And in certain, certain cases, cases you may have, have that, that, I mean, most of them, I mean, in many cases in today's world, that additional layer of complexity where one of the, and it can be more than two, uh, a number of you know, actors, a number of entities involved in those transactions are across borders and have you know, the controller in Europe and the processor outside of Europe or vice versa. You have a controller in the United States and you have the analytics provider in Europe. 
uh, and you have data flows across different jurisdictions and different, different set of regulations. And this is also, um, from the European perspective, this is a scenario that has been very much in the forefront of the European legislators' uh, con uh, interest and concern, and they have regulated um, every. And, and I, yeah, I think Benoit, as you said, it's not every. It's not crystal clear in terms of you know simple solutions. In certain cases, you have a clear answer. In other cases, you go with okay, I have the framework that's clear, but I need to to balance things out. And this balancing of interest is in the law. Yeah. That's why we are working with you, Technicus, to be sure that uh, everything is, is uh, compliant. And, and, uh, and uh, as, uh, as you know, the, for the audience that are not aware about how we do and what, how we process the data and how we, our algorithm, uh, predictive algorithm are working, that we are only working with the first party data. So only working on the data that for a given client, the client is giving to us and there is no mix of data, there is no share of data, there is no third party data coming in. So, I mean, and all of that is uh, supervised by our DPO and with the help of uh, Constantin uh, on that. So there is no no uh, reach, uh, risk on that uh, for, for sure. Uh, we, we are really, uh, uh, try, I mean, working to, uh, to be uh, uh, in, the, in the law and, and respecting uh, all of that uh, for, for consumers. Um, I have a forward thinking, or, or I have a question for, for you, Constantin. What's how do you how do you see actually the future of uh, privacy regulation? I mean, what's going on? Because we we see and we talked a lot about okay GDPR. There is there there are things applying in in Europe. Uh, other acts uh, in California, in Canada. There there are different areas and and states countries, uh, union setting up uh, laws to protect uh, for the data privacy. Uh, how do you see that uh, that's in the future? Do you think that there will be uh, something global uh, how that can happen? Or do you think that it will also come by self-regulation from the big companies uh, that's I mean we, we talked recently with, with Matt uh, about that and, and you, you, you I'm sure you saw that's the I mean Apple is putting in front and center of their communication and their statement data privacy and consumer privacy and blocking any tracking IP email sharing cookies all of that at the maximum they can so that's also kind of a, a way for them to go beyond the, the, the strictest laws so they are, they are, they are sure to, to, uh, to uh, respect that everywhere. I mean, what's, it, what's your, your thought on, on the future uh, on, on these topics? Yeah, that, and I think you're right. right. Maybe before answering and just, just emphasizing that uh, what you just said, uh, Benoit, that uh, uh, the privacy and security of data is really a, a, a tool uh, for a marketer. It can really be uh, a force uh, in marketing uh, to promote privacy and security, right? I mean, it's uh, a force in its own, and this is where you see that the world of regulation can uh, um, bridge the world of, of business and marketing. So these are not, because sometimes you see regulation as, I mean, we talked about the fines and the sanctions, and um, you can see this as a, um, a sort of a, uh, an antagonistic world for, for business and marketing, 
And it's more complex than that. And that regulation may also may in certain cases help businesses do you know a better business, better reach out to the customers and drive trust and confidence. But so that comment being made, I um, how do I see the future? I think I see the future as um, there is clearly a push in this world in in uniformity and and. I think for once, uh, I think these are one of the examples where Europe has really been in the forefront um, in, in setting the golden standard. Um, and there's probably, and, and, and given, given the, the positions of the European court, uh, like they've been validated, I think marketers have heard about that, the, uh, the, the safe harbor agreements in 2015, the privacy shield. So those agreements that um, uh, protected the data flows between Europe and the United States, they, they basically collapsed because of the principles of European law and, and the uh, European values. Those legal instruments collapsed. So um, I see the future as probably um, that push to have a higher standard of privacy rules um, across at least the Western, Western uh, societies, um, Western in the sense of developed economies and maybe you know, taking back the word Western, that's too um, centric, but the developed economies um, with that, a push for a, a transparency and sim simplification. It should be, I think there will be a push to be very um, transparent and clear to, to the, the person, person on what the data are, uh, what the process is about, uh, how the, the data are used and for what purpose. It, um, I, I think this really going into this direction. The regulations are there. But in practice and the way marketers will structure the information, um, I think they will probably gain uh, in force by just going by that regula regulation trend and being super clear, super simple, um, and super effective. Boom, boom, boom. This is what I do. Uh, I don't need to go and read this, uh, you know, the small print in this policy to understand. No, that's all very, very clear. clear. Very, very clear. clear how data are used and very clear how data subjects can process, can um, consent, opt in, opt out of how their data are processed. So I probably see the future as uh, something that will make it, uh, the communication will be very much simpler for everyone. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Excuse me, I think, um... You know, I think we've been talking about a lot today and it's been really interesting in terms of, I think like the implications for what marketers should consider. And I, I guess my takeaway is one, marketers need to be savvy around the law as they possibly can. But in addition to that, um, obviously this is an incredibly complicated system of regulation, whether you're talking about GDPR, CCPA or CPPA, uh, which we've talked a little bit less about. So it's important to understand uh, that, that you probably need a legal expert, um, you know, no matter where you're, you're kind of operating to ensure that you're compliant. Um, I think just one last question in terms of uh, kind of like on along the lines of future thinking. So 
a lot of uh, regulation has come into place around um, the collection of data. So Ben had mentioned Apple's announcement with uh, iOS 15 around uh, the uh, the ability for uh, companies to track um, like email opens and basically being able to send in uh, third party invisible pixels. And that is also uh, been talked a lot about in the news around the use of third party cookies for advertising purposes. So it's kind of a, a last point, I think that's really relevant to marketers. Um, you know, what, how does this imply the collection or what does this imply for the collection of data? And are there certain data sets or streams that are potentially safer or more compliant for marketers to use than others? Yeah, so uh, I think it really ties back to transparency and, uh, and offering the data subject clear information about cookies or pixels uh, that, are, uh, that will be used uh, on through the, the person's navigation on, on the internet, surfing on, on the internet. Um, and uh, whether those cookies or pixels are those um, that are operated, that are used directly by the platform uh, or um, allowing a third party to come in and uh, place their own cookies and their own pixels and, and get this information for other purposes. Um, I think the safest course here is back to, um, and this is also, you know, regulated cookie policies is uh, really regulated as well. But the uh, you know, the fundamental uh, principles are uh, you need to say what you do, and you need to give the person a very clear, effective um, possibility to opt in or opt out, depending on the jurisdiction you're um, you're operating. Um, in Europe, the, the guidelines from the European Data Protection Board, which is an advisory board, is to say it should be as, as simple to um, accept uh, cookies and, or as to reject cookies. It's, uh, it should be as simple to give consent as to withdraw consent. So the, I think the overarching principles along uh, these lines are um, clear information. So you need to have a clear cookie policy explain what the cookies are, what they're for, uh, who are, who are, you know, who is behind the cookies or the pixels, who's operating them, who's the beneficiary, is it you, is it a third party, are you selling all the information to someone else, are you allowing someone else to come through you and look at your, uh, your user, uh, your website's user's uh, navigation on, you know, on your, on your website or your app. Um, you need to you need to be very clear, and you need to give very clear and effective um, uh, possibility for the person to opt in or opt out, um, uh, either uh, individually for each cookie, or you know the whole set, re acceptable, rejectable. And I think maybe um, what uh, <clears throat> transpires from um, very recent. Um, uh, case law of the European court and pieces of legislation is what is important for the European legislator in privacy is um, efficient rights. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how well you put it on paper. It has to be efficient. Uh, the rights that you give to the person need to be efficient. In order to be efficient, when we're talking about cookies or pixel, would mean how transparent are you? You need to be very transparent. You need to give clear information so that the person can obtain opt-out 
um, and basically have remedies which are clear and really available, effectively available to the person. So, yeah, and that's maybe uh, as a conclusion, we can make a, a, a parallel with real, real life interaction, human to human. If you discuss with someone, if you go in a store and you talk to a, a store representative, there is a discussion. And when there is a question, there is an answer. And your consumer is, or the person in front of you, is deciding what type of information they share with you to maybe to help you to find the right product. But then when you have the information and you decide not to go in the next aisle, pick the, the product, you don't see the rep running at you and pushing the, the product in your cart. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, you need to, in, in real life, you, you respect that when you build a relationship. In marketing, it's not because you don't have the, the consumer in front of you right now that you need to do differently. So you need to yeah, have the discussion, generate that, that engagement, explain what you'll do. Uh, if they give you this information, uh, this personal data, this, this uh, consent to get information from you to improve the experience or give you a better, yeah, improve the experience or better recommendation or better uh, feedback. And if you respect that, and you, we can make a parallel in, in, in that, that's just uh, in real life, we don't do, uh, I mean, none of the practice that we see online uh, and the process of data uh, are really uh, something that we do uh, when we are doing marketing person so that's that's maybe something that can to find to to to, to finish on, on a positive note that just uh yeah that's relationship uh, back on the relationship and and if someone is asking you to remove the data and, and forgets uh you you need to, to do it and respect there is no point of keeping their data and trying to chase them again i mean uh the relationship is broken that's it uh you need to respect that that was, I mean, really awesome. Thank you very much, uh, Constantin, for all this, uh, I mean, help uh, and, and uh, yeah, overview on, on uh, all these specific topics. Uh, that's not uh, always easy as a marketer to uh, understand the, the differences, to, uh, to have a, a broad idea of uh, all of that. Uh, for sure, as you mentioned it, we, we, we repeated it that they are, uh, people out there specialized on all these matters uh, like you. Uh, if an audience marketer wants advice or help, uh, um, how they can contact you? I mean, they can go on your website, I think, and, and, uh, and get in contact if they want uh, uh, to, uh, to get uh, help uh, on these topics. Uh, um, we'll, uh, we'll, yeah. We'll be happy to, subject to any conflicts of interest, but we'll be happy to, to, to assist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now the, the thing is that, uh, yeah, we, we, as a marketer, we need to be conscious of all of that. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that's uh, uh, now the case for most of the company, but that they need and we need uh, advice and, and a specialist of the topic to help us to do the job in, uh, in respect of. Uh, the privacy of our consumers absolutely thank you very much and um, we hope uh, everyone enjoyed this episode thank you so much constantine thank you it's been a pleasure thank you so much <laughs>